This is the kind of stuff that's shown before 9 p.m. on public TV, so you're okay. Well, I'm gonna talk about eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands. I'm back. Back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is this is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties. Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit the very end of my attention span. Give me like 30 seconds, I'm looking for rhymes. Hello, Hello and welcome, welcome to, to Debate This, this. the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. wrong. In, In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives, lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how we're only 320 episodes away from our next Cornerstone episode. As both scared and horny. Welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. More importantly, welcome to the 100th episode of Debate This. 1,498 days ago, a little podcast that could release their first episode into the world titled Everybody Loves Beta Ray. We had no moderator, a much butt rockier theme song, and (laughs) at the initial time of recording, a much less cohesive name. But even with so many questionable decisions at the start, our little podcast was built on good bones. That first episode loaded the proverbial DT exclamation point wiki with Mr. Fantastic, Jubilee, Beta Ray Bill, and Ghost Rider. And from there, it didn't take us long to start yelling about Sonic Deep Lore, the governmental structure of the Mushroom Kingdom, (laughs) and of course, Yoshi's Butt. And here we are five years later, and we still talk about all three of this <laughs> all to an overwhelming degree. Can someone remind me what our original name was? No, you're wrong because. No, you're wrong. Yeah, there, yep, there it is. There it is. Much less. Just wasn't as catchy, I Didn't guess. Didn't roll off the tongue in the same way. Yeah. So with 99 episodes down, it's time for the debate this to turn 100. I don't know why I put a the in there. <laughs> it's like Facebook. <laughs> The Krogers. (laughs) We're finally adding a the. We talked a lot about how to celebrate this momentous occasion. Ideas came and were promptly tossed to the cutting room floor. Should we rehash our very first debate? Should we copy episode 50 and try to wring a third episode out of the wet towel that is background Sonic characters? (laughs) Should we attempt to re-record the prophesized lost episode of Debate This? Never gonna happen. Nope. (laughs) No, that one's that's gone forever. Well, after a great deal of brainstorming, a topic was pitched that we just couldn't escape from. It's time to get meta, friends, and not that gross Facebook kind. Today is a club cranium, an all-play, if you will. Today, we are asking each other, what is the perfect debate this prompt? (laughs) Oh, man. Hang on. Did you say that episode 50 was a Sonic episode? Yeah. yeah, that tracks. I was going to make the joke that why don't we do just three episode 33s? That's also a Sonic episode. Ah. <laughs> uh, Incredible. That was, uh, Tony the Jet the Hawks extreme giveaway or something. Extreme Game Gear giveaway or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. The 50th. The 33rd was Make America Gotta Go Fast Again. <laughs> Joining me on this introspective, self-reflective journey into our own zeitgeist, are Kyle, Bob Hope Harper, Andrew, Kirk Douglas Henderson, and Todd, Queen Elizabeth Thomas. Are these 300-year-old people? These are all celebrities that live to be 100. Oh, 
Well, that's fun. That's a surprisingly short list of yeah. people yeah. that you would actually recognize by name. Because we are getting brain-meltingly meta on this episode, we decided to break our typical mold. Instead of me asking every question this week, we're all going to take a turn in the hot seat. And that said, if this is your first episode of Debate This, hey, thanks for being here. <laughs> Wild place to hop on the train. Maybe go back a week. Without further ado, Kyle, would you care to kick off this Debate This exclamation point treasure quest? Absolutely, Matt. So in the search for the best possible Debate This prompt... I looked back on some of my favorite episodes to record were. All the ones I love to record are ones where we ponder the kind of day-to-day -day implications of the fantastical universes we love to talk about. Episodes like episode 60, My 13 Dads, where we talk about what Final Fantasy summon <laughs> is your best dad. Or episode 34, Oops All Holy Wars, where we talk about Pokemon deities and what it would be like to worship them. Um, other ones include the which superhero or villain would be the best roommate, pitch a fictional product that exists in a superhero universe, things oh, like yeah. that. Things where that. we really get into like what a boring everyday thing would be in Gotham City or in Jubilife Town or wherever. So guys, I want you to pitch me an episode prompt that'll really get us thinking about the mundanities of these fantastic universes we love so much. Take us away, Andrew. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, so we've done a bunch of these and, and I think I agree like some of the best like comic material is just like imagining daily life with superheroes because it is very funny. And I'll I'll tell you guys after our episode earlier this year where we did a cribs which uh that would have been uh, <laughs> ep 95 board apes and danger room danger room japes. I just haven't been able to stop thinking about our old buds exhibit and Stevo. And I definitely <laughs> Definitely will never forget that chaotic tour of Redman's two-bedroom apartment outside of New York. <laughs> so this this has me thinking, you know, how do we keep chasing that dragon? How do we ram jam the likes of Singled Out or Wild Boys or Next into a future debate this episode? So here's how we do it. The prompt is... Reboot an old MTV reality show featuring the X-Men. <laughs> All right. We've already proven twice how bottomless of a well it is to cover the extended family side to the X-Men. You know, they all live together as super-powered roommates in this one big house, but they also work together, but they also also, like, bang each other a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their very familiar relationships with each other just lend themselves, like, a ton of legs here. Uh, you could do a parental control with Wolverine intimidating dudes trying to date X-23. <laughs> <laughs> you could have like a real world road rules in the sovereign mutant nation of Krakoa. Or hell, do a newlyweds with any pair of X-Men who have been married at one point, which again is like most of them. Is half of them with yeah. the other half. Yeah. You could fill out the whole 90-day fiancé pantheon with X-Men yeah. who have been together. With oh my Kitty Pride's paramours. <laughs> yep. Because apparently all Marvel knows how to write is Kitty Pride is getting married to people. So yeah. So Kyle, I present to you rebooting an old MTV reality show featuring the X-Men. All right. Very cool. Todd, what do you got? Yeah. So 
Kyle, I would also add to this like list of ridiculous things that happen or mundane things that become ridiculous because of the universe they live in. I would add our episode 19, Benny short arms, 30 year fixed mortgage. Yeah. Where we all, we all <laughs> sold houses that were in just like different universes. And I, I made a Sims hellscape. Look, if we're taking it back, it goes all the way back to the episode three, the mean bean machine. Our Sonic, what's the best Sonic invention? That's so true. this is really at the core of our identity. Yeah. But what do you got, Todd? Yeah. Uh, the other one I'd throw in there, too, is whatever gave us the Shut Up Todd pet store. Like, there, there's just a, a wealth <laughs> yeah, of this stuff. Please stop domesticating my nearsighted son. Yeah, please stop domesticating my nearsighted son. I just listened to that one today, actually. Great. Anyway, this is this is some of the best content we do, and I love it. And so uh, the fictional, the the fictitial oh my god the fictitious the fictitious that's the word there you nope, go the word you're looking for is fictitional. fictitional fictitional that's great um universes in which our favorite games and comics is exist are just very 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 silly when you pause and look around and i think there's a prompt that you could certainly present to us to get our collective creative juices gushing <laughs> just with a prompt there would be something like which eccentric Pokemon gym leader would offer the worst unpaid college internship? <laughs> I think that is just grounded in what we're talking about. And like that also is commentary on how terrible college internships are. But I was going to offer like examples of what would be good right here, Kyle. I know that my Pokemon experience is limited, but even in my limited experience, I'm stuck with Lieutenant Surge and Blaine. Uh, they would be terrible. Lieutenant Surge is where I went too, because it's not a college internship. You accidentally signed oh, up for yeah. the military. He's got like yeah. a Nazi program. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, so I think that's that's just prime set in this universe of like a completely mundane thing that is just absolutely nightmarish based upon the context of everything around it. All right. Great. Great. Very great. Good. Even I don't know. Very, very great. Null is the word you're looking for. Very, very great. Null. Matt, close us out on a mundane aspect of a fantastic universe. Yeah, I'd love to, and I want it to be known that I wrote this word for word before we recorded this episode. Uh oh. Look, the easy answer here is certainly Pokemon. <laughs> All right. Well, I know what I did. <laughs> I know you love the property, Kyle. It's basically dogfighting. I mean, it just nails this idea. But I'm here to get creative, Kyle, to bring something into the fold that we haven't talked about enough and still makes us reckon with the real-life implication of organized battles to the death. See, Kyle, I sat through a UFC pay-per-view for the first time this weekend, which is not something I really care for. But I was reminded that we Americans will pay stupid amounts of money to watch human beings beat the tar out of each other in a cage, even if it means we watch someone die on live television. Now, there are certainly UFC fighters in Earth Realm that will fight literally anybody. Looking at you, Bones Jones. So selecting our Earth Realm competitor in this year's Mortal Kombat tournament won't be difficult. I would like to pitch the prompt to you, Kyle Harper. Which Mortal Kombat fighter is Joe Rogan most likely to convince to fight in the IRL UFC? <laughs> I didn't write a super secret bonus question for any of my other prompts today, but this one is definitely what problematic thing does that fighter say on Joe Rogan's podcast after the fight? That's awesome. Oh, that's so good. That is pretty good. Should we talk about this uh, this 
large bulged man. We should. Oh, the... no. oh, I didn't realize we didn't have, have pants. Oh no. Oh no. I was too enti- I was too too drawn into his How exposed did you nipples. Not see it? That's like where the the draws his right attention to the eyes. Todd posted Pokemon porn in our notes, so um, well, it's yeah, that won't. Be this there. is the kind of stuff that's shown before 9 p.m. on public TV, so you're okay. Cool. I'm gonna um pick a winner, pick a prompt, a prompt that. I want to do in the future and we may or may not do in the future. So first on the chopping block, unfortunately, is Todd. Was it the Lieutenant Surge and his exposed <laughs> legs? Was that what it was? It didn't help. <laughs> I wish I could have gone with the Pokemon answer today, but like Matt said, it kind of was the easy choice. It's fair. Uh, Pokemon Pokemon is very silly and creates a very silly world. Next on the chopping block is, unfortunately, Andrew. Andrew, you did very good by tapping into my newfound nostalgia for MTV reality shows. which And your old found love of X-Men. And my old found love of X-Men. But our winner today is Matt. Woo! Because of the untapped potential we have on this podcast to dunk on Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah. We need to tap into that well. That's a good well to draw from. I support that. It's a deep well that we have not even touched. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so the winner to my prompt, uh, what fantastical universe, is what What was the whole thing, Matt? You want to take it one once fresh? Yeah. Which Mortal Kombat fighter is Joe Rogan most likely to convince to fight in the IRL UFC? Yeah, there it is. Incredible. That one. That's our winner for our first prompt. With that, I'm going to kick it off to Andrew to help us pick our next winning prompt. So, guys, one of my favorite things that we do is when, you know, you guys force me a lot to learn about comics, or rather, I have to hear Todd talk about Secret Wars because we're (laughs) never going to stop talking about Secret Wars. Because everything ties back to Secret Wars. Everything is Secret Wars. So, I really love when I force you guys to learn crazy lore about video games that none of you have ever played, have ever played, will ever play on unplaying. Uh, of course, we mentioned My 13 Dads, the Final Fantasy one, but also I'll remind you of uh, episode 38, The Spirit of the Baltimore Ravens is to win. <laughs> In which we posed the heroic question, what would happen if Kirby ate a Metal Gear boss? And so these kind of episodes force everybody to dig deep on the well, first these for, these episodes always force Matt to spend hours on a Wikipedia. <laughs> it's true, yeah, <laughs> which is just for Daddy. But more, more importantly, they force you all to like dig deep on these choices that you've made without any background context. So, I would like each of you to pitch me a DT episode prompt that requires the three of you to pick among a rogues gallery of bosses from a game or series none of you have played. And we're gonna start with Todd. Yep, I'll go ahead and jump off here. Um, I think that you're right, Andrew, that the prompts where we just come in totally cold to the source (laughs) material ends up producing the wildest fever dreams just because it it just, I don't know about the other two, I'll speak for myself. It involves starting on a wiki, going to a different wiki, going to a different wiki. You just get in so deep. And, And, you know, just going with it, knowing collectively that 75% 75% of this podcast has a combined 5% knowledge of Final Fantasy. I'm just going to stay in that realm with you today. And so here is what I've brought you, Andrew. The prompt would be, which Final Fantasy boss would be the winning contestant on an episode of The Dating Game? You know The Dating Game where everyone's sitting behind a curtain and yeah. has to answer questions one at a time from the 60s? Yeah, It's that, but Final Fantasy bosses. Because I assume they're all... 
pure inhabitants of evil, and I think that would be a good time. Hey, some are like angelic creatures, and some are just like men. Well, good thing they're all they're all behind a comically placed curtain, so you, the contestant, would never know. Shrouding their <laughs> yeah. identity. Yeah. All right. Is this the one? Is this the show where you have to like the contestant has to like ask questions? Like, if we were a blindy blank, one hundred percent. Yep. One hundred percent. If I were a dessert, how would you eat me? And I assume the Final Fantasy boss unhinges its third jaw <laughs> and, and says, "Like I would the souls of the damned" or something. I don't know what Final Fantasy bosses do. Notorious, notorious Final Fantasy boss who eats, who unhinges their jaw and eats the souls of the damned. Cool. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Yeah, I would actually like to take this opportunity to shamelessly promote the dark corner of our website that you can find at debatethiscast.com slash the dash soapbox, where we shout our opinions into the void in blog form. So far, Andrew, you're the only person to put up a blog on the soapbox. <laughs> One time. And for those who haven't checked it out, it's all about Andrew's top games of 2021. I am proud to say that out of those 19 games you listed, I've only played one of them, and it's because you bought me Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> <laughs> but I was scrolling through the list, and did I noticed- Did you actually open it? I did not think that you even like opened the game. Yeah, you and I played it together on stream. Yeah. You, ta- you did a remember. tutorial oh, yeah, on Monster Hunter yeah. with me. Yeah, it yeah. was about yeah. half hour, and then you were like, cool, bye. <laughs> yeah, I've never opened it again. I um, weirdly enough, just like Diablo 3, but we don't need to unpack that trauma on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was scrolling through the list and I noticed a game that I haven't heard any of us mention except for you. It's an action RPG game and also a Souls-like game, so there's pretty much no chance of the rest of us actually enjoying it. And to quote you directly, it is, quote, unique and aesthetically pleasing and also, quote, does some cool things narratively. That seems like exactly enough information to force three debaters into a wiki deep dive. And because this is already a game I know nothing about, I wanted to stage the question in a realm I am familiar with. All that said, I would like to suggest to you, Andrew Henderson, the debate this prompt, which interdimensional door from indie game Death's Door would Joanna Gaines be most likely to salvage from an antique shop to use in a flip? incredible okay that's good on a few levels one level is we also have never talked about we've also never done a a fixer upper and that feels like as millennials that feels like an area Mm -hmm. rife rife with picking but two death's door does not involve doors even a little bit That's not what I read and on Wikipedia that it involves very doors. Funny to me. <laughs> Wait, I no, hold love on. that. <laughs> that's I not mean, what Wikipedia it said. It it involves future doors future like, Matt. Don't cut this it out. Involves doors like Doctor Strange Two: Multiverse of Madness involves doors. <laughs> well. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Kyle, what's your answer? <laughs> no. All right, Andrew. Well, Matt's brain oozes out of his ears. <laughs> There's uh, a guy called the Lord of Doors. It's like dimension doors. Oh, I love Whatever. this. Whatever. <laughs> Very good. So, Andrew, I, like Matt, wanted to pick a property that I knew... None of us, except mm-hmm. possibly you, and I'm not even sure on that part, 
have experience with. But also, like Matt, you wanted to, you didn't want to do a lot of research. <laughs> also, like Matt, I didn't super want to do a lot of research. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> um, leave me alone. So that ruled out things like Fallout, Halo, sure. um, Final Fantasy, which we've researched before, Metal Gear Solid, Five Nights at Freddy's. All of these are franchises with a lot of deep lore and a lot of great, like, stupid, wacky bosses or something to pick from but we all researched them previously for episodes of debate this so andrew the question i want to pose is what xenoblade boss would take you on the best first date oh that's very good i have played xenoblade i'm, I'm almost i'm finishing it right now i'm finishing the first one so there are four xenoblade games it's a newer franchise but it's each game is like what, 80 hours of JRPG, JRPG gobbledygook? Yeah, they're chonky boys. Well, the fourth one is technically Xenoblade 3, and that's coming out later this year. What? Oh, okay. so what did you just say? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Did we not spend three hours talking about Kingdom Hearts? Like, you yeah, this, that's, this is rebirth after birth it's just shit right here. Xenoblade Chronicles X that came out on the Wii U, and it's like it's like a side game. That's all. Whatever. Yeah. If you say yeah. if you say Keyblade, I'm leaving. As in key spelled C H I. No, it's, it's Xenoblade, Todd. It's Xenoblade. I've said it a lot this time. I mm -hmm. I don't know anything about Xenoblade to like delve into why this was a good choice. It just literally <laughs> was like a a known JRPG that I know yeah. none of us have researched for this podcast before. Um, so we'd all be going into. What Xenoblade boss would take you on the best first date, Cole? I like that. And it doesn't have to be a first date. It could be could be any mundane activity. What Xenoblade yeah. boss would would make the worst manager at your office or something silly? So yeah, there we go. I, I like that a lot, Kyle. And I'm gonna give it to you, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because one, I really we haven't talked about Xenoblade at all, and I think there is relevancy there because it's such a presence in Smash Bros. now. That like people know who Shulk is, people know Pira and was Pira from Xenoblade Two coming in was like the internet lost its collective mind, <laughs> and I think it's funny because most of the bosses in at least Xenoblade Chronicles One, which again I'm I'm just now finishing Xenoblade One, so I've not played Two and I've not played X, but they're just big mechs. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, all, they're all just giant mechs. And, and I knew I was vaguely aware yeah. of that, which is why first date was very funny because yeah. And the they all so the one of the lovely things about Xenoblade Chronicles is the localization was done in the UK, so they all have like deep British voices, and they and the characters talk a lot. So like in Smash Bros, like you hear Shulk just sounds like a normal good good sword boy, but he ac he actually talks like this. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> he talks <laughs> like an elf prince. <laughs> yeah, I found the Minato. Like that's how <laughs> that's how the voice, and it's like it's it's adorable. It's it's lovely, and I just I just love the idea of the the main bad guy in Xenoblade Chronicles who like talks like this. Like ah, he's like a pi he's like a pirate, and uh, I just love the idea of him taking you on a first date. So. Uh, yeah, that, that's going to go to Kyle. Also, again, like Matt would have to, you know, Wikipedia. <laughs> hey, speaking of Wikipedia, I am on wikipedia.org slash wiki slash deaths underscore door underscore video game. And I would like to read for you this quote that says, using an array of weapons, projectiles, magic, and dodging, the player travels through several areas all of which link back to headquarters via a door, That's defeating true. three bosses to collect giant souls. Yep, you're right. There are doors involved. 
there are doors in Death's Door, a game that has, that's all I know about Death's Door. And death. You know that there's death involved, too. There's death and doors doors. in Death's Door. That's the sales pitch. (laughs) Anyway, Todd, hit us with your, uh, your thing. Yeah, so I think there uh, there's probably some speculation I was going to bring Malo to this knife fight and I got to tell you the first draft of this question of me asking for a prompt did just ham fist a Malo question here but I I I zigged when you thought I was going to zag. So for my question, my prompt, I want to present you with this that comic book team-ups and mixing source material across mediums, I think There are things that we've only discussed a handful of times in this show. A source here would be episode 28, Agent Kirby's Pillow Palace, where we paired Smash Bros. characters with lantern rings. (laughs) Just some of the most fun, zany stuff that we do. And I just really like that stuff a lot. So for you, I'm asking for you to pitch me an episode prompt that lets us take the peanut butter of one good spoonful of source material and smash it into a sloppy schmear of another good source material so matt why don't you go first boy todd bold of you to say that this podcast lacks chocolate peanut butter combination episodes (laughs) (laughs) i do see what you're saying we certainly haven't mashed video games with comics quite enough now i remember back when we recorded the ghost rider flavor text that learning of Marvel 8311 really unlocked something deep within you. (laughs) And I want to recapture that magic. I also want to talk about some things that I personally feel we haven't talked about enough on this podcast. Those things being the Five Nights at Freddy franchise and Universal Studios building an actual Super Mario World in Japan. Right. So to wrap and mash those two properties and that concept into a prompt I would like to suggest to you, Todd Thomas, which Marvel 8311 character should Disney World turn into a horrifying animatronic to justify putting a FNAF ride <laughs> on Avengers Campus Orlando? <laughs> it's not, you don't just need two things. You gotta have that third thing to really... <laughs> well, it, it, it ties it all together. Yeah, really put some mustard on that. You got to have that third heat. Wow. I, I mean, that's, that is, I can visualize it, and, and it's all horrifying. <laughs> Kyle, what about you? All right, Todd. So when I hear chocolate and peanut butter episodes of Debate This, I think back to the original Metal Dracula episode where you, Todd, really got to shine with your broken combo of giving Dracula the metal cap from... Super Smash Bros. Right. So to hearken back to our days of old, I bring you the prompt, what Super Smash Bros. item absolutely breaks an Overwatch hero, and who is it? So it gets us back to our roots of Super Smash Bros. items, which is basically any item from any Nintendo, any game that has been on a Nintendo system (laughs) pre-2000, apparently, and Overwatch, which is our new collective fun game to play together post-pandemic so there you have it i'm just wrapping my mind around what wild thing comes from that game and goes into the other game yeah i don't have a good answer you don't you gotta think it's a thinker (laughs) there'd be a whole episode to figure it out i I suppose (laughs) all right andrew 
I'm really upset that I'm going last. <laughs> I would like just to say before I get into it, I wrote this before we recorded. Did we say this is the first time we have ever like not known the yeah. answers? Oh yeah, that's yeah. probably so worth saying. Let's all recalibrate there, listeners. Let's all give Andrew a break. <laughs> that we normally share a little bit of our answer ahead of time so we don't step on toes. Not the case today. Not today. There's no double upsies. Yeah. Which was Andrew's idea. So. Which was Andrew's idea. So he is. I am 100% to blame. All right. So here's the deal. Sometimes here at Debate This, there are legitimately right answers to our questions. I think we've all cited when those opportunities arise. Few and far between, albeit they happen. Most of the times, the answer is just a straight-up play to the host. And so I will be doing the latter in this, my thesis to Tan. <laughs> also, a reminder that I did, I did this before we recorded. So there's no better way in my mind to mash two disparate things together into one proverbial Reese's cup tailored to one Todd Thomas than to take a team-based shooter like Overwatch. <laughs> 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 and spread it all over the rich milky chocolate that is Marvel's Earth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, incredible. That's right. I take both parts. <laughs> I'm taking Matt's chocolate and Kyle's peanut butter and smashing them together in a different Reese's. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read what I had prepared. Oh <laughs> my God. To tell you, Todd Thomas. All right, that's right, gang. It's time to bring back the likes of Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham, <laughs> Captain America, and of course, Goose Rider. Allow me to formally pitch the prompt build a team based PvP arena game to beat out Overwatch 2 that stars the residents of Marvel's Earth 8311. Wow. Now, Todd. <laughs> While I would be otherwise asking you to play in this headspace, you're already there. So tell me, you don't want to live in a world where you can't team up alongside your best friends for some good old-fashioned five-on-five PvP in the Spider-Ham overse. Is tanking your thing? Well, Ben Grizzly can soak those hits while Galactopus grows to a massive size <laughs> to act as a meat shield. Looking for dive strats? Hobgobbler can put pressure on the front line by lobbing grenades while Deer Devil flanks the back. <laughs> and, and you know no one can output those much-needed support heals like Croctor Strange. <laughs> Marvel's 83-11. This is fantastic. <laughs> Best possible outcome. Incredible. Of this experiment we're yep. doing. Yep. Wow, and they're all really, really good answers for a good prompt. I... Man, I, w I want to give partial credit to everyone because y'all did the thing, but just a little bit different. We all kind of the same thing for what it's worth. Yeah, um, I I think in the end I'm left with, man, I like I don't know if I've ever done a decision on this episode and actually been like floored. Like I don't know what <laughs> what to do with this. You know what? I'm I'm gonna give it to Matt. I'm gonna give it to Matt wow. because I didn't see because that I think. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Matt because you you actually incorporated the universal Mario world that none of us have spoken about on this podcast, <laughs> which seems really wild. And I think yours might actually be horrifying. And isn't the Mario world in Japan? Yes. Mario world is in Japan and one is opening in uh, universal Super Orlando. Hollywood, Super Nintendo world. Uh, this seems like the kind of wild thing that, that the Japanese might try in spring. And then they'd be like, oh, it was bad. We shouldn't have done that. All right. 
Well, I didn't see that coming. Spring into string-loaded traps. Spring-loaded <laughs> mascot traps. Anyway. Uh, then I will, I will pass it off to uh, Matt to bring us home on this one. You three couldn't live with your own prompts. And where did that bring you? Back to me. For our final prompt on this 100th episode of Debate This, I want to combine my favorite DT exclamation point thing we do every year with my favorite DT exclamation point thing we can literally never do again. <laughs> so, with that in mind, and in the vein of episode 35, The Ballad of Sad Brent, please pitch me an episode topic that requires licensed music and would fit perfectly on the calendar during Spooktacular Express. Kyle, we'll start with you. All right, Matt. This is a very specific, very interesting one to come up with a prompt for, specifically. So let me pitch you this. What MCU... No, sorry, let me start that over. Kyle's face has the... Like, I'm reading Kyle's face, and he very much looks like like uh, Steve Carell of The Office. Like, if I just keep talking, eventually... <laughs> You're halfway right, because I'm like, <laughs> scrapping my old my old answer in the moment. And Does it include Earth 8311? It doesn't include <laughs> Earth 8311. So, what superhero wins their team costume contest every year and what is their entrance music when they enter the party? All right. I like that. Yeah. I love me a good costume contest, and I love the concept of walkout music. Nice. Yeah. What was the wrestling one that we did? Oh, why is Muck so horny or angry? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, why is Muck so horny? I don't remember <laughs> yeah. the number on that one. <laughs> I forget either. I forget too. I just looked at it earlier today. <laughs> that was a pretty horny episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andrew, what do you got? So I've been thinking about this, and I have an idea on how we can actually do an episode with licensed music without the risk of getting content ID'd. So Matt, I'd like you to consider, if you will, kind of turn this on its head a little bit and focusing, instead of focusing on the individual songs like we did in that Tony Hawk app, we focus on the album itself. So my pitch to you, create an endgame boss based solely on a metal album. Now let me explain. <laughs> Something that I personally... You might have been able to hear Matt take a deep breath in that audio. Stop, stop. I can only get so erect. (laughs) So something that I have been throwing around and interested in for a while now is exploring the inherent video game-ness of most progressive metal albums and 80s metal albums. So I think it could be really fun to have each of us bring some like wild metal album art and try to build this horrifying boss monster in like a horror or like dark theme setting. For example, pretty much every Megadeth and Iron Maiden album cover features some sort of skeleton lord doing rad <laughs> shit. <laughs> a skeleton lord at a ward council, a skeleton lord riding a motorcycle. Like there's going to be a skeleton lord there. Mastodon has at least three different Eldritch Abominations gracing their discography. <laughs> There's got to be something you can do with the Pale Child and Horseman on the cover of Corn. See you on the other side. Hell, <laughs> sometimes you, you checked the box. Good job, Andrew. <laughs> Hell, wait. Hell, even a Blitz Staple Five Finger Death Punch has some edgy skeletons on their albums. <laughs> we can work with them. So, like, you could take that to the next level, right? Have uh, Todd, Kyle, and me try to build some sort of narrative around the tracks in whatever album we choose. So, like, for example, if I wanted to bring forth the three-headed deer demon from Mastodon's Blood Mountain, 
I'd have to support my claims by incorporating the circle of Sasquatch to the lore of the deer demon. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'd then have to build a backstory about the long-lost civilization of the Birchmen, a colony of winged eternal hunters who fell to the three-headed deer demon and whose ancient blood, when spilled across the earth, gave rise to a curse of mortality that would last for generations. Metal albums are fun. <laughs> this feels like... At any point in time, you could have said, just like Amory Wars. And I know that you would have lost everything. That's why I did not say. And I kept waiting for those four little words (laughs) to get thrown behind any sentence. And it just... Good Apollo. Yeah. (laughs) Really, really managing to walk the fine line there, Andrew. All right, Todd, round us out. Yeah, I I like that licensed music is our forbidden fruit here on a podcast, so I'm happy to do this mind exercise. Also, to frame this up, you know, I don't think that it is a secret that there is an urgent void in the comic movie world that is going to need some attention very soon, so we can kind of hit both of those things. And so, Matt, here is the prompt that I would present. Using a dark remix of an existing song, direct the teaser trailer for the DC Extended Universe saving movie, The Blackest Night. <laughs> and so what I mean by like using using a dark remix of an existing song, I mean like all the Jordan Peele movies when he does like the, the dark remix of I Got Five on it for us, like yeah. that shit. Or the main theme from Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> don't you amory wars my answer you get out of here but also the dceu is gonna need some help matt and like <laughs> it's it, it should what's what's the line uh from from infinity war it shouldn't have to be you it shouldn't have to be us but it is <laughs> oh man excellent Excellent call using the only DC property that we are all actually familiar with in the Blackest <laughs> Night storyline. It's the only one that exists, apparently. Yeah. And I think the answer is Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. I think you could do like a dark, like downbeat version that then kicks up as they're like riding to fight the black. It's, it's not important. That's for the episode. I'm amazed that you got through that energy. whole pitch concept without mentioning the Something in the Way remix from the Batman. Yeah, same thing. That's it. It's. I don't think it's a remix. I think yeah, it's, it's just, just. Is it just the real just one? The song. No, All it right. is. There, it, it's the epic version or something. They put oh, okay. a right. score the, like, underneath the theatrical. It. Okay. Yeah. it's okay. more remastered than remixed, but yeah, it's basically just Nirvana. That is what I'm talking about. Wow! <laughs> Holy shit, you guys! This was amazing. This was all so very good, and I loved it very much. But I gotta say, Andrew. I don't, we could quit the whole podcast right now (laughs) and just talk (laughs) about making video game characters out of metal albums. I'm in, I'm in. You got me. You hit me with the five finger death punch narrow cast. You talked about corn. I love all of those things. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well done. All right. Well, those are the four debate this prompts in the pitch a prompt. I don't know. Pitch a prompt kind of rolls. Did anyone keep track of? Who won how many? Uh, Someone got two. Matt got two. I got two. Matt got two. Okay. Well, there is a chance for someone else to get two or for me to get three because... Or for Todd to get one. Or for Todd to get one. (laughs) Nope. Someone else to get two or Matt to get three. (laughs) It would certainly not be an episode of Debate This without a super secret bonus question. And so with that in mind... Please allow me to ask you, 
and also ask me to pitch, <laughs> debate this, the movie. I need a cast and a concept, and I will take your answers and my answer right after this. All right, welcome back to this, the 100th episode of Debate This, where we're finally doing it. The thing you've all certainly been asking for and definitely been telling us you want in all of the litany of comments we get on every episode. We are pitching Debate This, the movie. Cast and concept. Kyle, kick it off. All right, Matt. In a world where podcaster is king, (laughs) um, four friends dare to ask the bold question that no one has asked before. What if there was a podcast where we talked about comic books and video games? (laughs) Coming to you from the executives at Debate This Studios is Debate This. Starring Seth Rogen as Kyle Harper, Paul Dano as Andrew Henderson, Chris Hemsworth as Matt Cole, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> as Todd Thomas. Perfect. It's really good. Debate, debate this the movie. It's really I good. love it. That's really excellent. All right, Andrew, what's your movie? All right, here's right, I'm going to explain the trailer to this movie. The camera fades in as we hear someone yell in the background. We've only got 20 seconds, Andrew. You have to cut a wire. We see a pale, balding man wearing glasses, sweats profusely as three other pale, 30s-aged men surround him. They're all sitting in a small enclosed room with no discernible exits or entrances. He closes his eyes and snip, cuts the wire. Cut to black. And then the words five years earlier appear. (laughs) We see that same man with slightly more hair and slightly less darker circles under his eyes sitting at a table with three other men. The Pale Men with Glasses is played by My Brother, My Brother, and Me's Griffin McElroy. (laughs) (laughs) The group at the table is silent until the man with glasses says, and so it's decided. The podcast shall be named Debate This. Is everyone in? Matt? An absolute brick shithouse of a man with long blonde hair played by Jason Momoa says, I am in. (laughs) Kyle? A fucking jacked-as-hell dude with a beard played by Henry Cavill says, I, you can count me in. Todd, the last man who has his head turns, he has short, dark hair and a pair, a pair of noticeably short, short jean shorts. This man, played by a, an also-jacked Daniel Kaluuya, nods silently as the camera closes in on one solitary teardrop. The four men put their hands in as the camera fades to a montage of the four men on a Zoom call, laughing and carrying on. We hear a voiceover. Life presents us with many obstacles. Some of us shy away from the challenge, but others rise to meet those obstacles. This is the story of four friends who band together to do the impossible. We see several quick cuts of Henry Cavill saying, Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Jason Momoa starts a rant. "Eh, This would make Ghost Rider number 23. We see a slow pan up Daniel Kaluuya's legs as we hear the words, (laughs) My friends, we are talking about tungsten, not titanium. (laughs) More voiceover. (laughs) But sometimes, even doing the impossible isn't enough to defeat one's demons. We see cuts of frames of the four men crying, and then a group shot of all of them in a group huddle together in a dark locker room. To beat them, you must debate them. More montages of Zoom calls, but these ones are livelier and more impassioned. Cut to Jason Momoa shouting in an empty field in a rainstorm. But, thwomp! Nation! <laughs> Coming this summer, 
a story of unflinching resolve in the face of insurmountable odds. Debate this, the movie. And we cut to Griffin McElroy sitting in a doctor's office. Yeah, I'm feeling much better these days. I, I started a podcast with my friends, Matt, Kyle, and Todd. The doctor freezes and turns around. Andrew, Matt, Kyle, and Todd died in that car crash <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> Coming soon. Good. <laughs> oh, excellent. Wow. Well, it should be Todd's turn, but since he hasn't won one yet, we're going to let him go last. So please Appreciate allow me that. <laughs> to give you my movie pitch. Look, if there's one thing that's clear about this podcast, it's that our chemistry drives the show and not the plot. That said, I don't think it really matters what the content of the movie is. Honestly, we'll probably just take two totally unrelated plots <laughs> and mash them together in some super <laughs> contrived way. I don't know, something like the guys from The Hangover do a Back to the Future Part 2, or the frittatas from The League do an office space. <laughs> Actually, that last one's a pretty good idea. I think we're going to roll with it. Coming this summer to FXX+, Mark Duplis will portray Kyle, Steven Ranazizi will portray Todd, and Paul Shear will push up his glasses as Andrew, while Nick Kroll dons a long blonde wig in Debate This! Exclamation point colon exec quest, where they must distract their upper management while stealing money out from underneath their noses. Jason Manzukis plays the DT exclamation point intern who burns the building down, and don't worry. They'll say the name of the movie! <laughs> I had forgotten about the league even existing. All right, Todd, you're up. Sure, I'm going to give you the casting, then I'm going to give you the concept here, so I'll just start it this way. So, Andrew, yeah. I was going to cast you as, uh, I was going to cast Tony Hale as you, as in Buster from from Arrested Development, but there's there's a picture of him <laughs> wearing glasses, and he is impossibly cool, like cooler than any of us could ever be thanks when my, he is wearing thanks glasses. Thanks, my best friend, Todd Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your sentiments. Well, I instead, ask you as Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> I would like you to remember that and slip well, on that. Uh, so instead, in this movie, yeah, that that's not the picture. That's 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 him from Arrested Development. Uh, instead, I went with a, an actor named Mark Proch. Proch, if you remember him from what uh, he's from the series uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Great. He has even less hair. Great. <laughs> it was it was more for his lanky profile. I thought that 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 in his professional nerd aesthetic. Sure. Matt, we are going to need to do some de-aging technology on this one, um, but we are going to go with a de-aged younger version of Jeff Bridges. Uh, we'll be playing you in this movie <laughs> nice. because that just feels right and we have the technology. Now, Kyle, we really wanted to dial this one in. We needed an actor that has the range, but is not limited by physical appearance, race, or ethnic background, etc., a real method actor um, who can really stick the landing and has some chops to tackle the project that is Kyle Harper. So uh, we are casting Scarlett Johansson as you, <laughs> and she will be getting top billing on this with the featuring Scarlett Johansson as Kyle Harper on the poster. Excellent. I am, of course, played by Stone Cold Steve Austin sure. because of jorts. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, the concept for this movie will be the four of us saving the world where video game entities have crossed over into our world. The poster is us four being dwarfed by a round character wearing a comically large crown. This is the casting and teaser for the next blockbuster coming your way this holiday season titled Debate This and the Unknown Diplomatic Agenda of King bob -omb. Excellent callback. 
Very good. Very good. Well, we got to this point in the episode, and we didn't discuss the logistics of who picks a winner here. We yeah. sure didn't. How, how do we win? Listeners, <laughs> go to debatethis.com. <laughs> there it is. Tell us who you to vote for was. Matt, text one to <laughs> debate this exclamation point. Oh, oh man. No, in all seriousness, I believe it is still true that in the entire time of doing this podcast, our website has gotten exactly one comment on it, and it was somebody pushing their glasses up at Kyle. An um, actually. Yeah, yeah it was an yeah. um, actually yeah. on Kyle. Love it. So, yeah. with that said, I think that if you want to vote on the winner <laughs> of the Super Seeker bonus question, go to debatethiscast.com and leave yeah. a comment yeah, on too. the episode post. You can't do it on our Twitter. If you do, if you answer us on Twitter, we will delete it. We'll delete yeah. the comment. Five-star <laughs> iTunes reviews also count, but... It would be funnier <laughs> if it was on our website. If they are voting for who won. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, yes. I think that's a great time to move on to our good vibes segment. We also didn't really. Oh, thanks for putting me in the order there, Ty. I got Ty, you. Go ahead and start off with good vibes, man. <laughs> um, guys, this was really fun. We all brought, you know, our own brand of prompts, I think. I think each prompt to each, each answer to each prompt. Oh, God. I'm, I'm getting lost in the weeds here. We all answered the question very well and specific to ourselves, and that was what we intended to do. And I am still just flabbergasted that, like, question two... Question three. Question three went half of Andrew's answer, the other half of Andrew's answer, <laughs> Andrew's answer. Top debate this moment, for sure. Like, top ten debate this moment. Yeah, guys... Let's uh, just take a minute. Like, congrats on 100 episodes. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. We fucking did it. Yeah. How about that? Hey, and by the way, when this episode comes out, we will also have crossed 50,000 lifetime downloads, which is pretty tight. That's pretty sweet. And that being said, thank you out there for listeners. I mean, obviously, we couldn't do this without you. And thanks for letting us be a little self-indulgent today. I very much enjoyed these. I mean, what can I say? They were... They were all incredibly on-brand answers. Um, <laughs> I can't stop looking at doc- at Lieutenant Surge's bulge. I have yeah. to that. That's for me to deal with, to work out later. But, you know, we're here now. Um, you guys did great. I mean, holy shit. Like, I really want Matt to learn a bunch about Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> I also would very much like to talk about metal albums for the rest of my life. I very much thought it was funny that Todd uh, brought Pokemon and Final Fantasy and lost because of both of those. <laughs> One nothing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think we're all winners Todd today. betrayed all he stood for and still mm-hmm. couldn't win. I think we're all winners today, except for Todd, and that's what counts. Except for Todd. Just, just measurably, quantifiably, not Todd. Not Todd. Couldn't be Todd. Yeah, I echo all of the things that have been said. This was the best way to do a 100th episode. I don't think that any possible thing be it sonic deep lore or political intrigue in the mushroom kingdom could have pitched a better episode than us pitching a debate this episode i have also really enjoyed this you know hour of all of us diving back through our own backlog and remembering jokes that we've made over the five years that we've been doing this stupid show it's crazy Mm -hmm. and thank you to you the listener for coming on the ride with us it's incredibly cool of you i also will be haunted by lieutenant surge's bulge for the rest of my days i'm honestly just kind of bummed out about that 
And the fact <laughs> that we all answered the same things to Todd's question <laughs> is the best thing that could have possibly happened. And yeah. Just the absolute either. best. <laughs> right, none, none of it, it was, was Malo free. Yeah, totally Malo free. And man, like every one of those licensed music episodes that you guys pitched is something that I very much want to do, <laughs> as are honestly most of the episodes that were pitched oh, today. Yeah, we should be clear, listeners. We just this was our excuse of writing our law our our episode <laughs> list for the rest. If of If you the hated year. all of these, sorry about <laughs> sorry the about the next year. year. We'll see you in twenty twenty three. Yeah, so great job all around, guys. This was lots of fun. I brought my friends things that they should like, and they hated them. I (laughs) didn't win a single point. I decided to not bring up Malo in the one platform that I had where I could bring up Malo. You don't know that you didn't win a single point yet. We our, our <laughs> listeners right. still have to vote on the super as long secret as bonus. colon backslash backslash debate this Slash whatever the episode title is. I had a terrible time, <laughs> and I posted what is at least considered softcore porn of Lieutenant Surge. <laughs> this has not been a good episode for me, and I look forward to the next 100 being better. <laughs> all right, and with all of that said, I think this is the perfect time to wrap up the 100th episode of Debate This. So thank you for listening, and again, from myself and all of us and the intern that we don't talk about, Thank you for supporting us through 100 episodes and for hopefully 100 more. It's been a blast, and we can't wait to keep doing it with you. If you want to keep up with the next 100 episodes, you can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast. Or, and I'm very serious about this, go vote so Todd doesn't leave the show. (laughs) Visit our website at DebateThisCast.com. What better way to celebrate episode 100 of Debate This than by pledging Debate This 500 pennies a month? For just $5, you can unlock the fourth Tuesday. Doing so will let us get nerdy with you in our Patreon-only Discord. And if you want to bump that 500 pennies a month up to 1,000 pennies a month, you can gain access to our show notes, and you too can be haunted by the radius of Lieutenant Surge's package. Did I do anything for you? Huh? Did I do anything <laughs> for you? Huh? Speaking of the premium feed, now is the perfect time to jump in because starting next week, we will be kicking off our summer of pilots. That's right, all for the next four months, we are taking a break from our regular D&D show, The Office Drones. And we are experimenting with some new shows that may or may not become their own thing. Next week, Andrew will take us on a journey through some of his favorite video game music. And you can access that and all the backlogged episodes of The Office Drones by enlisting in hashtag Nation over at patreon.com slash debate this cast. Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Kyle. Lieutenant Surge says abolish. Don't ask. Don't tell. Harper. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I visited Lieutenant Surge's study, and all I saw were books about the Battle of the Bulge. Henderson. And I'm Todd, promising you more Lieutenant Surge than your body can possibly handle in the next 100 episodes, Thomas. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. <laughs>